to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. We are here thriving in our nice Sunday outfits. I love Kylie's like bosom right now. Oh, it's very, very decorative, very bright. I love it. And also Prowers is just killing it with the blue and the reds. I love it with the blue and the reds. It looks I'm, so good. I'm dressed like a waiter today. It's like a black <laughs> Waiter, not a camarera. <laughs> Welcome to Lady Bird Sings the Blues on a nice, wonderful Sunday. I'm sometimes V. We got here, Kylie. Hi, I'm Kylie. Too smart. Too smart for my own good and also not all the way awake. Hello. Greetings. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Miss Paris. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. My phone was linked, was, was uh, just started playing, so I apologize. I was the one who was duplicating, if you guys heard that. I am Prowess Attestment. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. I love it. Uh, I see a couple folks already in the chat. Welcome, Groovy Lovestein. I love to see that you are here. Uh, no pun intended, uh, but totally intended. What do I really mean here? All right, so we usually start off the segment with how's your week? So I'm just going to start off, you know, down the line. Prowess, how's your week going? Um, uh, okay, it's a busy week. Uh, trying to rem remember, I think, to take some time out for myself. I started uh, back uh, not running, but walking this week. And man, I have, in a short like week, I've just realized how much like I have missed it and how out of, out of commission I was. So like, I'm so welcoming back eventually welcoming back, running back into my life, but I have to get there. So that's <laughs> a week just walking uphill, up inclines, and just trying to get my wind back and teach myself back breathing again and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm really happy to, to put that fitness back into my life, not just for, for the purposes of like the cardio and, and that kind of aspect, like, yes, that is important, but just the time away from my computer and from my house and from, you know, the requirement of the day-to-day, -day, uh, just the peace and the the serenity that I have. And I'm like, ah, oh, it feels so good to be outside for a while, like taking that time. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Yes, I feel that. I'm out of commission with running, but <laughs> I was- but you've been moving was, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like bad because I'm like, oh, I did so well. Let's go. And then like two months of just like packing my shit. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but, your, but your guns are probably real good right now. Oh They're yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. No, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that you're 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 going back into your physical health again because that's so mm -hmm. important. At least to just get some steps in during the day. Because if you're just sitting around, just like marinating in your own yes, home dust. and that's what I was doing. And then you, you just collect dust, and then you get like, you know, everything hurt the first couple of days. Like I was in pain. I needed ibuprofen after I after I walked, and I'm just like, it wasn't really my shoes. It was the fact that I just have not moved those muscles um, in an active way in so a long time. So take me out. Yeah, building up the stamina to do it every day is the hard part. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Small, like little steps at a time, right? Yes. Total pun intended. Total pun intended. Oh, Groovy Love Stein, thanks for following. Appreciate you. Take me out you. to dinner. Let's go. Uh, Kylie, how's your week going? Um, my week is fantastic. Continuing on like the health and wellness track. 
Um, I had my first corporate chair massage gig and it was for mm -hmm. teachers appreciation. It was really nice. Um, it was six hours though, so that was a marathon. And I'm happy to say that like my gym time and my hiking is paying off because all the stamina, I was proud of myself. Yeah. Go baby, go. Nah. Um, yes, all the snaps. And then <laughs> uh, after that, I got to see what Gunhild, Carla Gunhild, uh, which I was like, me, there's ladies in brass, did you know? And she was like, yes, Kylie, I'm famous. And they've already reached out to me, but I'm busy. And I was like, woman, <laughs> go tour with them. They're fantastic. I took my mom um, and we got to stay, it was at the uh, Paperwing Theater in Monterey. And Ooh, Paperwing Hatter, yes. They reopened and they've revamped. So now they're doing dinners and shows. Yeah, was so good. Like the food was amazing. The people were awesome. They had a little dance floor at the back because you know she's like swing and jazz and a little bit of polka. She's from. She's from where? Oh, we lost her. We lost her. We lost you, Kylie. If you. That's okay. I I can <laughs> fill in for her. Uh, yeah, Gunhild is. Um, I think she is from Germany. I'm not sure, but she is a. She is a beast at trumpet, brass, trombone, you name it. Like she will do these incredible stunts where she will like lift the trumpet onto her face and she'll still play oh. like a fanfare type of thing without any like resistance going on on her face. It's incredible. I've yeah. never seen her do that. And I think she's done, um, you know, postmodern jukebox. I think she had a couple of shows with them yeah. as well. Yeah. And I do, I do know a few of the band members. Like one of the guys on there is, uh, uh, I know the saxophonist, and I can't remember his name. It it lost me. Ah, uh, I used to play a few gigs with him too. He's a great guy. Anyway, you didn't forget his name. It's just Sam. It's, just, it's out there. By the time the show ends, you will remember. Yeah, by the time the show ends, I'm like, it's him. It's him. Yeah. <laughs> So Kylie, we can hear you now. Yes, te technologically challenged Kylie here. It's it's everything. It's everywhere I go with technology and I. Um, but we're back. Hello. Yes. So she did the three trumpet. Um, like I don't want to call it a trick because I don't know. It just seems like a it, a wild thing to experience. It's like you're really watching her play three trumpets at once, and I don't know how she does it. And then she played a um, bagpipes version of Amazing Grace that just Ooh. made me want to cry. Um, so yeah, my week has been excellent. We're moving forward with the business, moving forward with just having fun now. You know, we're having fun. Curious. Can I pay you in Bitcoin yet? Um, or crypto and uh, for my massage? <laughs> right? Um, girl. <laughs> <laughs> not not over here, okay? <laughs> I got a nice NFT for you. Do you want an NFT? Oh, I think it offers. I guess it would be great art, artwork for the wall. Trust me. <laughs> we'll work for art, low key. Um, shout out, shout out well, to me. Well, yeah. Shout out it's to me. It's interesting though that you have made that clear, which I love that you've already predefined like what your no my payment methods are going to be this. So yes, I'm glad that you have drawn that line. <laughs> Can't pay me in NFTs, I'm sorry. Can't put yeah. that in stocks and bonds, not yet. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was my week in a nutshell. Uh, I might be joining the theater, we'll see. Ooh, wait, is Lloyd Breer still running? 
Yeah, theater. Uh, I love Lloyd. Lloyd is a family friend. Oh. Tell him I said hello. <laughs> yeah, I know him and his sister is basically like my aunt, like my mom's best friend. Like, Aww. yeah, Aww, yeah. the Brewers are a good family. I love that we come from the same place. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, her Lloyd's fun fact: Lloyd's father before, or Lloyd's father when he passed away, had a bunch of jazz records just in his house, and I inherited them um, just by like looking around, be like, "Oh my God, so many jazz records!" And then, unfortunately, I couldn't move them with me from the places I had to move to in San Jose, so I ended up giving those records to a bunch of people from Seventh Street. So. At least they're homed by people who love jazz and study yeah. jazz and will like honor the music um, instead of just me like giving it away flim flam or whatever. Right. I don't think I realized um, how niche jazz has become um, yeah. because when I was talking to like people in the theater. They were like asking me about like people that I might know, and one of the one of the people I guess they're putting a play on soon. Um, I think like Sour Kangaroo. Um, about Aretha Franklin and had asked me if I was like familiar with her and I was just like um who like I didn't realize that that was even like a a, a question like people don't know who Aretha Franklin is or yeah, Billie Holiday and I was like it just hit me I was just like oh yeah like I to be with a pocket of me I know clutch clutch all of the pearls young so I was people like, very young people beautiful gowns <laughs> I don't I don't know. It blew my mind. It really did. I was like People meme Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't beautiful gowns is like my thing when I need to like let someone know. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Now that one I'm not gonna make a comment on. <laughs> I don't know. She's study so, up chil chitlins. Study yeah, up study children. What is happening? But also oh. like that they would think I'd be young enough to not know who she was. I don't know. I didn't know how to take it. I was flabbergasted. I was taken aback. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am disappointed. I just remembered the uh, I just remember the saxophonist name. Oh, oh what is it? Sam. Stop oh, it. Man. Oh it's man. Jason Jason Blankens is his name. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Very nice. eager to just jam. Like if you, if you find him in a jam space, he's like just ready to play. And but that's usually all saxophonists. They're just hungry to play. Doesn't matter where <laughs> they are. If they're in like a train, middle of the street, middle of a protest, they'll just play. Times Square, New York is littered with saxophonists. Like it's so, <laughs> every so often, like instrument is like easy. Like a flautist, oh. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there a saxophone emoji that I can use? I think there is. Let me see if I can use it. Oh my gosh. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. While you're doing that, happy May Day, everybody. I um, did. I did. Okay. From the corner. Look at it. <laughs> Is it a happy day or I don't know? Yes. But yes, I, I will say, uh, yeah. Yeah, happy May Day. Yes. Yeah. I was like, happy May Day, by the by. We are halfway to summer. Let's not negate spring. Time to get your gardening done. Yes. But like a forest sprite at a May Day event that I attended like five, six years ago. It was amazing. I was like, you look like a forest sprite in your background right now. Oh, I know. I oh, mean, I this anime in particular is about a forest. Kudos <laughs> to anybody who can name it in the chat. <laughs> oh, I won't spoil it. Spoilers. No it spoilers. is my favorite. It, no, spoilers. no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Yes. B, how was your week? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> 
When do I ever have a break? I don't. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, um, my work's been fine. Um, I've been uh, practicing the bone, doing the bone, boning, <laughs> tromboning, for those who don't know in the chat. Um, but I've been uh, practicing for IWBC, which is International Women's Brass Conference, happening in Dutton, Texas, in the middle of May. So that's happening soon. So this year, unfortunately, not doing Fanime for those who are local to San Jose, but that's okay. I'm gonna be tuning away instead. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what's been kind of going on. It's been kind of hard to go outside because it is very rainy in um, in Washington. That's where I reside now, and uh, it's kind of gloomy for a California girl. I'm not gonna lie. So. Finally, uh, the rain did let up and I went to a farmer's market yesterday and I was able to like walk around and see all the local vendors and buy local. It's the first time I actually bought like farm fresh eggs, like eggs freshly sneezed out from a hen. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh <laughs> I even picked up the eggs. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to cook these. I'm like, oh, is that a feather? And I just picked the feather off and like flipped it away. I'm like, don't worry, we wash the eggs before you crack them. So whatever dirt gets in them doesn't get in them. Trust, I wash my food. Please wash your food. Wash your food. Just wash your food. I'm not going to say it again. Wash your food. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. Sorry, I get upset when people don't wash your chicken. So. <laughs> Speaking of chicken and eggs. Um, but yeah, I uh, went to that and I tried a scallion pancake for the first time. I thought it was all hype, but it was actually very delicious. So I do recommend for anybody who's trying to try savory pancakes, try the scallion one. Fantastic. Oh, a scallion pancake. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah, I tried it just because I was like, I never, I keep hearing about it online and I'm just like, there, there's a bunch of reels of people making it. And I'm like, is this all hype or is it actually like good? And so, and it's because it's a new thing for me. I was like, I'll just try it. And if I hate it, I'll never order it again, which is always like my mindset with food. I'll try it. And if it's trash, I'll never eat it again. <laughs> so that's usually kind of like where I stand with food. But like, other than that, it was great. So anybody who's like, oh, I've never had a scallion pancake before, try it. It's great. Um, but yeah, that's basically how my week's been going. Still kind of adjusting to the new climate um and we're just kind of you know trucking along so yeah um all right so for the next subject we're going to talk about kind of like our problem solving issues that we encounter on a week-to-week -week basis and how we navigate it as black women or sometimes not even as black women just people of color or just in general so uh the Thursday chats, thank you, Devane, by the way, shout out to Devane for like, you know, holding it down with me. We were both having a very like nice structured conversation um, about certain things. <laughs> One of them in particular, I can't wait to like bring up, but uh, we were talking about how, you know, visiting friends as adults, right? So when we're in high school, we get to see our friends a bunch and I feel like, just as blood clots, we all just kind of like migrate together very organically. Like there isn't any reason or rhyme or reason for us to get together. It's just always, we end up in clusters and we just end up going to the mall end up going to the skate park, end up going to just Denny's late at night. Like it doesn't matter that the shenanigans are very just like unhinged and unstructured, right? 
Whereas like when you become an adult in college, there's a little bit of that, but a little bit more structured because people are working, trying to like, you know, create the foundation of their careers. And then after college or, or when I say college, I mean like college age, like I know there's the people take different strides in their education. So I know that some people go to college when they're like way older than like the traditional age that America has set for us. So then when we become an adult, working a bunch maybe we have some kids and now we're kind of at a point where we all don't really see each other anymore because now we're all a bunch of introverts so sometimes some of us will move to different states and we don't live in the local areas that we live in anymore and so what does it look like when you actually plan a visit with your friend who you haven't seen in a while and so me Devane and Shubs who was also on the chat shout out to Shubs Shubs. we were kind of talking about like if we were to visit a friend like out of state, we don't want to completely surround the events around that friend, meaning that like you have to find a way to itinerize yourself to keep yourself busy as well and not be codependent completely on your friend. So a great example of this is Kylie, who's on here on the show. Kylie drove up with me and helped me move. But this girl... It is just a social butterfly. So like, I don't have to be, she doesn't have to be around me 24 seven when she's over at my house. She actually says, well, I'm fucking bored. I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to go explore the city. Forget Veronica who just wants to chill out on the beanbag and not move for a couple of days. I'm just going to go and walk around and make some friends. And so that's what she does. Does it hurt my feelings? No, because I told her about my energy level. And I'm like, hey, I'm not really feeling this right now. And she'll go, okay, well, I'm just going to go do it anyway. And so she'll go off and do her thing. And then eventually she does return. And she's like, oh, I found this wonderful discovery, blah, blah, blah. I found this show. I found this bar. I found these people. Everyone loved me. She doesn't say that. but like, It's basically implied. (laughs) And then she comes back and we hang out for a little bit. And then maybe I might have the energy to do something else if she has the energy to do the same, you know? And so... It's one of those things where it's like, she's not at my house being like, cater to me, do all the things with me. I came here to visit you and only you. No, she found a way to keep things busy. And so I guess where I'm trying to go from here is like, what does it look like when friends visit you now? Do they have to be around you the whole time? Would you prefer that they find a way to itinerize yourself? And then also a self-reflection of like, what do you do when you visit a friend? So I'm going to start with Kylie, since I used you as an example. Yeah. Hi. Um, so I love, I love this discussion point and I think it's, um, so tailored to the friendship that you have with that individual person and like what roles you play in their lives too, as far as like, um, Oh, I lost you. We lost her. Gremlins. No. No. (laughs) Only this moment, like, I know I was writing for her to shine on us that's okay she'll come back she'll come back it'll be fine ha 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 we can hear you go round two take two my connection said it was good it was weird uh so it depends on like the energy level of your friend too right like veronica said like i like to go out and like i'll spend a whole day just doing back to back to back things. Um, I have a like high social battery, not everybody does. Um, but also I like being outdoors and I like being active versus somebody who would maybe be like, you know, I don't really wanna spend that much time outdoors, but I'd love to video game. So it really depends on um, just knowing 
the type of friend that you're visiting to, um, whether or not, because my in my mind, I'm always like, I never want to be a burden. I never want to overstay my welcome. So like I do things like if I know I'm going to be staying for a while, I'll bring my own towel. Like I bring my own, you know, shampoos and conditioners and deodorants and which is bring, key. bring bring your own deodorant and your your own toothbrush and bring and, your you know, um, bring uh, that y'all. Don't mess up. <laughs> Uh, be willing to um, buy groceries for the home if you know you're going to be staying there for like a week. You know, don't make it so that this person is now like responsible for your everyday living. Um, so yeah, that would be some of my keys. And then just communicate as to like what what their expectations are for some of the things that they, some of the experiences that they want to share with you because that's what friendship's about, right? Like having shared experiences. So that's that's my take. We passed yeah, I love how you touched on preparation because I'm sometimes a scumbag. Sometimes I'll forget like my own razor, but what I will do is I will find a local CVS and be like, oh shoot, I forgot and go run off and take care of it. Um, but sometimes if I vocalize and be like, oh, I forgot some things. Sometimes whoever I'm staying with be like, oh God, an extra one. Right. So that's always nice, but always like set the ex- expectation. If you show up unprepared, make sure you have a way to prepare yourself. Like, you know, it's just, it's just being accountable. Like you're not, it's, we're not kids anymore. You just make sure like you have, you know, have your shit straight. Uh, Paris, what about you? Um, yes, I think uh, all of the things that have been mentioned here are certainly, I, I, most of my friends live across state lines. It has a lot to do with the fact of living outside of DC and it's a very transient place. And so a lot of folks move here, stay for three or four years, get their money and then go. So it's a, a lot of the times I feel like there is a, one learning how to kind of, I guess, stay and nurture relationships when you're uh, when you are long distance. What does that include? Being able to send videos to each other using things like Duo or Marco Polo or, you know, what are those tools to help you communicate? That's not like, you know, FaceTime feels a little like uh, yeah, yeah, allowing you to share memes, allowing you to share more than just like a communication. Um, even if it's Facebook video, like how are you doing that piece? And then I think uh, Kylie hit it on the head of like knowing what your your friend, I think your expectations are, setting those expectations. Cause what is really, what's the, the length of time you should stay? Um, and, and, and knowing your friend too, is I, I definitely have a friend who would probably not like for me to kind of itinerize myself and would feel very, uh, just because of, of, of her kind of uh, style, would want you to really like be with her. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing because it's like we are a friend group and it's like me and my other friend who are like, we want to stay at a hotel, go visit places, go do things. She would be totally heartbroken if we didn't stay at her house, which is just trying not to do that burden of like, I think, you know, two to three nights max for me is about as long as a burden as I'd want to put on a friend because I know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I tend to like to want to like get out and do other things and make sure that I'm not like, I don't know, just kind of stuck in a certain place or whatever with um, letting them have their time. Cause I'm like, it also depends on if if they have to take off work or 
be burdened with like cooking meals for me or whatever, like, oh my gosh, that I, I don't feel comfortable with that. So like, even if they were comfortable, it's like, oh my gosh, one or, you know, one or two meals is, is a nice treat. But after that, you know, and agreed around like the packing list, you know, find a local grocery or, or convenience store, get your stuff. But yeah, bring all the things that you, if you know you're going to be there a little longer term, like five nights or something, make sure you have, make sure you have all your things, no matter what, organize yeah. and, and pack yourself so that, and, and give yourself some opportunity to be entertained. Like look for some restaurants, suggest some things, bring a couple books or whatever, things that you might, you know, that can keep you, um, keep you occupied as that person. Cause you don't know what could happen and they may not feel well. You don't want to have to feel burdened to be like, okay, I got to take you out now and yeah. it makes something fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's this old, like generational shift and mm-hmm. tell me if I'm wrong, but like, where it used to be like, if you have guests, like you, no matter what happens, you have to cater every single little minute. Like you're a waiter, a waitress, a camarera. I learned that in Duolingo. I'm getting through the Spanish. Sorry. (laughs) But, but no, like there's, there's always been this, like, no matter what they need, you have to get up and do it. Right. And now I feel that it's been a shift where it's like, no, make yourself at home. Like literally just, you can go through my fridge, take whatever you need. Just like, let me know something's empty you know, um, or vice versa. It's like, there is expectation if you have a guest that they have to make sure that they have brought something like, you know, BYOB culture, like don't show up to the party empty handed. Don't be that person. Or if you are that person, at least Venmo the person who bought all the shit, you know, like at least put dollars in the person who's like really putting, like, you know, setting the stage for like, you know, just having guests. I'm enjoying Uh, the Venmo culture. Like that's something that I've really um, appreciated about my more like mature friendships. Is it like, oh, if we all go out and it's like, instead of having to like split the bill a bajillion different ways, it's like, oh, if one person puts it on a card, the expectation is you Venmo them money for your portion. And like that, it's just like an unspoken rule now. And it just happens. And it's so nice because, oh, money's. I'm so used to like, you know, when you're younger and it's just like, the one kid in middle school or the one kid in high school who's always got the funds and so they just like they got all the chips for everybody and nobody's like expecting to chip you got a that. dollar right that's usually me i'm not i, I do not like a split a bill i refuse to split a bill i'm like um so grown people don't split but like i just please let me just take care of it. If, if we're going out somewhere, I, I just don't like the vibe of having to do that. So I've had to do, you know, there's some people who just refuse to also have you cover their costs or something where it's like, if we're going out, it just seems unreasonable as a, you know, someone who's been a waitress and, um, and waited tables and especially the type, depending on the type of restaurant and how many time, how many ways you have to split a bill. It's like, it was more than like, maybe two, three ways <laughs> at that point, like, let, just pass it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> I feel so good to live in a culture where some people are just like, I'll just take care of it. I'll just take like, care of it. Just Venmo yeah. me. Don't be, don't be that guy, but just Venmo me. It feels nice. I, also, yeah. I, I want to bring up the opposite fact too. Like we all have that friend who's broke. Like, yeah. I, here's, here's the, here's a weird take. If you know you're inviting the friend that is historically broke, I feel like as that friend who invites them, like, how do you feel about having some responsibility of like 
covering some of like, even like go, going out costs or saying like, Hey, I got you. Don't worry about it. I think that's number one. I feel like that is, um, yeah. I you love I, this friend. You love yeah. this friend dearly, but they're just in a spot where they're just, there has they're, been they're pinching times And you just like, if I'm going to invite that friend, which I have, you know, I make sure that, yes, I, I let them know before you even leave the, like where we're going, like, I got you. Don't even worry about it. So right. not even make it awkward at the time. Like you don't even have to pull anything out. We've already had that conversation. And you know, if I'm inviting you, you know, it's because I got you. Um, yeah. I don't want that friend to feel like they also like are sitting at the table and then trying to figure out like what they're, you know, like, oh, well, what am I going to do? Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> card at home. Yeah. Like some, some knowing you don't have to feel obligated to pay anything that this is, I really want you to just come. I'm your, your presence is a present in this case. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm taking you out. I want to spend time with you. I already know your situation. We're going to do what we're going to do and have fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Luxuries. Yeah. Look at us. The, I think this is part of the, uh, the joy of being an adult. I've been um, thinking a lot about what I truly appreciate about being an adult, about being a grown up, and being able to like take care of my friends every once in a while is one of those joys, especially because growing up, I was the broke friend. You know what I mean? Like middle school, I didn't have anything. You know, my mom worked all the time. Um, my dad was like never in the picture. Um, I walked to and from school. I was like a latchkey kid. And so I appreciate all the love all my friends have given me. And like, now I can just give it all back. So yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like I was also the broke friend. <laughs> I was the unfortunate weird weirdo panhandler um, because also fuck school systems for charging poor kids for lunch, even if it is a dollar. Like it's already hard enough for them to like, you know, pinch the quarters to make it happen. And like, you know, desperately search through their couch cushions. But I was like the, hey, I need a dollar. Why? Because I owe $1.10 for lunch or I owe 50 cents for lunch. And they're like, oh, okay, I got you. And I always had like a couple of friends who were like more than willing to just like be like, I got you, I understand. Um, so, you know, shout out to those friends, you know who, who you are. Um, but now growing up being a little bit more, you know, physically, you know, grounded, I'm like happy to like, you know, cover ho- like restaurant bills or like, even I was able to like, you know, pay for a whole trip uh, for me to go to Phoenix to check out, you know, Final Fantasy seven in an orchestra, which I never thought I would be able to do. And so it's been really nice to be able to be so somewhat accommodating. Um, and so like, but now, and so now whenever I'm like, oh yeah, my friends, I want them to come over. You'll have a place to sleep. There's food, there's joy. You can do whatever you want. Just don't fuck up my house. <laughs> it, it's just great. It just, it's a whole different feeling, but like, yeah, like also I hope my friends don't take advantage of that too. Being like, well, I gave you so much when you were a kid. How about you do whatever I want? Then that's, that's weird. That's just some goofy shit. Yeah. No, that's not, that's definitely not it. <laughs> there was, yeah. I remember there was, because I did grow up with two parents who had really good jobs and going to school. And I was like the like lunch person because my dad would be like, take the money off the table 
you know, and I would take the whatever's left off the table, which was some, you know, $20 bill, whatever. And so it was like, I did also like school lunch because if, I don't know why, but it triggered me something about like, whatever it was, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I couldn't <clears throat> eat lunch at school. So I chose to eat after school. So it wasn't like, and it was just seemed wasteful to, you know, have, buy lunch and then not have it or whatever. So it was like, it was my treat to kind of be like my friends. I got you. like we're grouped up. And we, you know, mob out to have lunch. Like my table is is good. We, I got my table. Y'all worry about y'all table. You know, <laughs> that was that was. Uh, and then in college, I feel like then you have those moments when you're like, oh, I really needed someone to, you know, to get me back. And then you know, you pay it forward. Someone always got me when I needed. My Jack, we call it a Jack's card, or my Jack's card was like jacked up, you know. <laughs> the way I saw friends- some some shenanigans in the chat with Devane disrespecting my <laughs> space because he has. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, first of all, for for being unhinged, we I are. give Devane a lot of grace, <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay because because we care about Devane. We he's. He's the best thing, even though it's awkward for me to say this because he's producing the show. Right. <laughs> I'm going to just give Devane his flowers. You deserve flowers, yes, my friend. Yes, Devane deserves flowers. But yeah, he he will do a lot of disrespectful things where I'm like, so how are you going to make up for this? Because you're breaking my rules here. Um, but at least he doesn't like projectile vomit or like shit on the walls. So like, I I, I will give him that as a, as a bar. <laughs> I found my brother... Um, using one of my like nice like rainbow steel forks to fix a broken guitar string on his and I was like what are you what what are you doing we have all of the tools around the house why would you use my nice cutlery for this it's not a screwdriver I love to hear disrespectful stories let's go keep going (laughs) just the disrespect I was just like how, how how much weed have you smoked like why would you do that there's a screwdriver right next to you put my fork away Ariel what's wrong with you I want to be where the people are yes sir <laughs> my brother like all the disrespectful stories all like he's the type of brother who will be like oh can I come spend the night and you say yes and then he rolls through like 12 deep and you're like, I said yes to one oh. big oh, stoner that... brother. Not 12 big stoner brothers. And whoever might Ooh. be clinging along. That's family though, not friends. So then it's right. Then you are off. Yeah, we're talking about family, yeah. Yeah, family obligations. See, that goes, those friendship things that we just talked about, those boundaries, that goes out of the window and it changes drastically to me when it's family. Um, yes, I've had friends who also were just still living reckless, like they were straight out of high school and like peeing in your yard where you're just like, oh, why? No. Oh, no. I'll be like, we have, we have restrooms now. Like you can pee indoors, uh, frat boy shenanigans. What is, what is happening? Okay. I, <laughs> mm, college, college is, is room for that recklessness. Like. <laughs> I I have been at band rehearsals where there's only been one bathroom in the entire facility and homeboy probably drank too many beers and he's like, I can't wait for whomever is like, you know, in the bathroom trying to figure their shit out. I need to go into the backyard. 
backyard. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that happens for me. Like, I'm like, just as long as like you get permission from the house person or the facility, or you do it discreetly where I don't learn about it. That's on you, bro. Discreetly, so I don't learn about it. When your neighbors are knocking, like, did one of your friends like vomit in my front yard? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> oh, no. Terrible. No. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. adults now. We need we to be more refined. Uh, what do you yeah. what if, like now that we're on this topic? It's kind of funny. What is like something that is um now as an adult you find disrespectful that you would not have minded when you were younger as house guesting rules go i think it's the bringing um i have my i have a my mother has a very large family and everyone and that's why i said it's weird with family versus friends because my mother has always been the house like my my grandparents were like the the stable, like my grandfather was the oldest brother. So he took care of every single person. He had 15 siblings. They all had children. He raised all of the, you know, it was just like my grandparents were, were, you know, party central. And then when my mom kind of took on that role as being the oldest daughter of my grandparents, and it's just like family comes and expects for a certain thing. And it's like, well, see now she has, she has children. So what y'all not going to do is sleep in my bed or use my stuff. So y'all can go enjoy her things because those are our community things but my things are, no that's just a no and I feel like there's an expectation of like being able to touch things and, and Kylie you said that like you don't know what's special to someone you don't know what's collectible you don't know what's an heirloom or something it's like asking for permission as an adult I recognize how important it is to like make sure, you know, even if it gets annoying, ask for permission before you just take it upon yourself to see something and use it and be like, oh, this looks like a something I can have or take. Cause that's what our family would do. They'd be like, where'd you get this from? And then they just like take it from my mom. And it's like, oftentimes my mom would not say anything but it would bother her. And she'd be like, I can replace it. It's no big deal, but it is a big deal. Cause it's like, eventually, you know starts with something small and eventually that grows to like you know, something larger and larger and larger, something more expensive, where it's like, oh, this Tiffany's jewelry, you don't need, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, that might be important, you know, to some, <laughs> yes, that kind of stuff where it's like, you don't just come over and be like, I'd like this purse. You don't need it anymore. I like this jewelry. That bothers me as an adult. I don't no. think I noticed it as a child as much. I thought it was just kind of the way that you do, like you share things with family. Now I realize there's things, it's okay to say there are certain things that are off limits. That's how you lose some fingers around here. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, hmm. If this was hard, because like, I'm trying to think of things that I was like, yeah, whatever, it's fine to like, no, please don't fucking do that. Uh, especially with like house guests. Um, shoes. Now we are like a shoes off house. Oh yeah. Can you imagine oh. somebody picking your shoes, Lee? Shoes? And wearing, shoot, like being like, oh, I like oh. these shoes. Girl, where do you get these? I'm going to have these. Yeah, I, so for me, um, with the shoes thing, I, when it's other people's house, I actually, I kind of read the room. So I know that I have some friends who are, who do not keep their floors clean. And so I have to keep my shoes on. 
it's one of those things where I've like, I walk in the house and I obviously don't see the shoe rack by the door or a pile <laughs> of shoes by the door. And then I project to the project to the restroom. And if they have a house or if they have a cat dog and you know, I see crumbs and shit everywhere. Or not shit. I hope I don't see shit on the floor. Uh, but if I see like crumbs and debris and all this stuff, um, the shoes stay on. The shoes stay on. Me as a guest, I have I I I make an attempt. But if I do notice that, like, I walk into a house and I can tell that the carpet looks nice and clean and like there's some integrity to the space. And I do see like a shoe rack or like a little bit of a pile of shoes by the door. I'll ask them, I'll ask whoever I walk into the house. I'll be like, Hey, would you like me to keep my shoes on or off? And cause I know some people are like, yes, keep them on some, or some people are like, it doesn't matter. Or some people are like, no, actually I want you to take them off. So like, I kind of, I kind of gauge there for me, my place, please take off your shoes. Like be prepared to wear matching shocks, shocks, socks, make sure that you're not you don't have holy socks to the point that you have to pray to the <laughs> Lord. Like, please make sure you take care of your undergarments and please don't walk into, mm, please don't walk into a place with crusty sock bottoms. Please don't do it. I happened to me once and I'm like losing oh, no, my mind. I'm sorry. What if that means crusty sock bottoms? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So to be fair, I think this person is just very unaware about their hygiene. So like, I was like, how is that fair? Because I, because I like, oh, socks or shoes on and off. I'm like, it's up to you. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my shoes off. And I saw crusty bottoms. Like it was like literally, you know, the Instagram reels where they talk about how crunchy the toast is and they scrape it with the fork or the knife. It was that crusty. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like. Oh. I don't know the person not to say something, but I should have said something. I should have just like had the inner Aries in my body be like, girl, say something. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is so crunchy. Oh. Instead of moist outlet, it's like fresh pair of socks. Can I offer you a fresh pair of socks? What their feet were huge. I didn't have socks for them. <laughs> I didn't have socks for them. Uh-uh. I'm like, in your granddad's age, beyond your 30s, how do you not realize that your the bottom of your feet are not crusty? Like, mm. you know what? <laughs> so I guess I do I've mind that. that. I do mind when that. You explain it. Keep going, so, B. I, I'm just, I'm amazed. I've never seen it, but. <laughs> uh, I With mean, diversity of friends comes diversity of hygiene. That's all I have to true. say. Oh, that's now that is something we didn't bring up. But when Kylie said something about bringing the towel and toiletries and things like that, not everybody brings those things. And then, yeah, that's a point. Like I keep socks and booties by the door because we also have like service people that come in. And it's like my mom is absolutely I also cohabitate with my parents. So it's multi-generational life. You know, my my mother is just like, you don't bring your demons in my house like you you are removing those. And she sprays you also to come into the home. You also your demons must, in your shoes. she will Lysol you. She sprays you and, and, oh, she don't play no game. But <laughs> she is very adamant. She sprays you down with Lysol, their bottom half at least. Not your mama. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> your you. mama. 
when I just leave out of the house to get like do something, I have to come in and my mother has a change basket by the, by the door as well. You put your, you know, things that you came in from the outside world. Cause you are now in a sacred space. You put those things in there. I don't know where you've been and who been touching you and where, what kind of residues have, have come on to you. I love that because that is also like, um, an energetic and spiritual conversation. Yes, it is. How you curate this your your personal space your home yes. versus the outside world that's exactly what it is for her yes on, it is very on. much an energy thing my mother is also you know she sages and 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 uh palo santos the house on a weekly basis and you know has crystals around the home as well and like she also i can get into some other things but my mother is very like we come from a uh, a very interesting kind of gypsy kind of a, a background. So my mother like puts things in the front yard as well, like crystals. And she'll be like, if you're not about doing good in, uh, by us, you can't even walk across this threshold. And and it works. I'm just going to tell you that. But you're a vampire. <laughs> you must be invited. Yes, it I works. I want to hang out with mom. Mom sounds cool. Yes, yes. She is very energy, but, that, but you're right, uh, Kylie, you hit it on the spot. You do have to be careful about what you're inviting into your home. And that comes with hygiene too, because what if someone smokes? Do you, you know, what's that look like for you guys? Or especially if it's a a pungent, you know. I'm very much so I make a request for people to smoke outside. Okay. Like point blank. Like I, and it's because of the rental situations that I'm usually in. Like if I'm renting a place, I don't want any smoke or obvious of like, you know, marijuana, marijuana scents in the carpet, because I don't want the landlord to think something of it. Um, because as much as I know, I don't give a shit if people smoke as in like, if they they smoke weed, eat, do tea, like, I don't care. Like, but I I do care if they do it inside the house. So that's why I always make a request. Like, Hey, if you're going to do that, please do that outside somewhere. Um, even with vaping, sometimes the vaping, I get a little bit weird too, because it's like, Some vapes smell like, you know, just like orange, citrus, gummy bears, like you name it. But it's, it's also like some of them have THC in them, which has like that THC scent. And so like, sometimes I'm like, if it's too much, I, I might make a request to be like, Hey, can you cool it on that? Um, but yeah, like that's kind of how, where I stand on that. Am I still here by the way? Yeah. You're still here. Oh, okay. It looks like everybody froze on the screen no. is it because we're all interacting in the chat are we good chat hooligans we're good chatters we're, we're oh chatting. we're chatting oh yes. my goodness yeah sorry i was just like scared i'm like oh no now i'm the kylie now i'm the kylie yeah but yeah that's where i kind of stand with smoking and cigarettes obviously take that shit outside like i again i do not care it's just more <laughs> i i don't care about your habits in a way where i'm like please if you feel like that's something that you need to do to get comfortable please do it but not inside the house yeah. I, I mean, I also like to ask like if people have any allergies, if I know I'm going to be staying in a space for a long time, because, you know, there's like different products and things that you use that might be like totally normal and fine for you, but might like severely trigger somebody else's allergies or asthma. So I don't know. I think that's just like another level of awareness in how we affect the space around us. Yeah. Yeah. The allergy thing is a thing. I mean, I, I don't really have a lot of friends who have allergies to perfumes, but every so often it comes up. 
Like I got kicked out of class one time because someone was allergic to my hair products. Oh, it was just heavy coconut scent. The scent on the coconut was very strong. And I do agree with the professor. Like it, I was like, this is really strong. Cause I would be like, Ooh, Veronica, I can smell you from a hallway down. And then I'm like, Ooh, that means I smell good. And then I walk into class and my professor's like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm sorry, but we can chat later in my office hours, but please, can you, can you go somewhere else? Oh no. It, oh, he, that feels very microaggression to me, though. It's like, bitch, you don't like coconut? Okay, I'm sorry, then die. Die by coconut, because that's what... I think it was the artificial... <laughs> I think it was the artificial scent that he was allergic to. I think that's what it was. Oh, he wasn't, okay, like, a problem yeah. before. He was actually fine. Yeah. who As someone who's allergic to coconut, because I use coconut oil in my hair, in my skin, everything, like, if to cook with... The, but even still, I'm allergic to technically, like, I can't have, like, the meat. Um, but I could drink coconut water and those kinds of things. So I do understand strong sense, but it's almost like there is a time when it's like, if it is something related to, which I've heard people say, which I feel like that is some very sort of racial microaggression to be like, it only happens when someone eats something like curry related. And I'll hear someone say, oh, that I'm alert. Like, you know, it's like, really? I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Curry is strong. It does. Ooh. That's another thing, like cooking stuff, like curry will simmer in your carpets, like the, the, the spices and stuff. I'm just like, that will linger. All right. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> this was a very good chat. Uh, thanks for those who are contributing. I see Shubs put in a lot of solidarity about hygiene, making sure that she tries to keep things like very home and comfy for folks who come over. Like thanks yeah. Shubs for chiming in a bunch about that. Um, so when she say Asian house shoes off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One hundo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's talk about nerdy and dirty. Yeah. Her you know, oh my God. So Kylie, you didn't do this one. I did. I know you did, but um, I well, actually more like Devane did. Devane did. I don't, so I didn't know what you guys had in mind for this, but whatever I am prepared, I have a whole list of just related terms subcategories I'm just, I'm just gonna say the subject matter yeah yeah because i already have a problem with it <laughs> already from the, from the already no i not a problem like with it it's just more so like i mm. okay what mm. is the best subgenre of hentai kylie did i lose you no you didn't lose me um i think this requires people to know what the genres of hentai are I only know about Tentacle. That's hilarious. Gundam? Daddy on Daddy? Vegeta and Goku? There's Gundam? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, what? Okay. There is? Roll, roll yeah, roll. Go, there's, there's a hentai of Goku and Vegeta fucking. I saw it in middle school. I swear, I got in trouble. Uh, I, love I got in trouble like I was the distributor. It was some other homegirl in class. <laughs> they were like, ma'am, you can't be dis- oh. distributing this smut. Um... It was their cocks were very cock diesel. I'll say that. Okay, go on. So Kylie, please. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, stuff like hentai terms, right? So you have the ahigao, which is like the orgasm face that we all know about. Like if you look at all the lewd cosplayers out there, or you know, you just exist in this online world, you see it everywhere. It's the tongue out, cross-eyed, super blush, mid-orgasm face. Um, then there's, 
right? Um, the Chinra and the Bokryu, these are like really big breasts. You see them in That's many genres. It's a genre. And there's even like subcategories of how to like define the astronomical sizing. They'll be like, oh, there's just like naturally large. And then there's like, you've been enhanced. And then there's just like impossible. Like this doesn't exist in reality oh. ever. Uh, then um, Chinran, which I thought was interesting because that's like an uh, impregnation by like aliens or monsters. And it's like the giving well, that happens a lot. or like laying yeah. eggs. And there's actually been a whole line of like sex toys designed around these different like hentai themes too. So now you have like ovipositors, which you can find on Bad Dragon or um, Primal Hardware. So it's like a little sex toy that will lay like gelatinous eggs inside of you and then you birth them. Yes. Thank you. No. No. That's a phobia. That is a phobia. That's a phobia, not a fetish. <laughs> that's a toy. I'm still that's trying. A to that's a toy. Um, so then within hentai, like you, I think, um, so American and Japanese is a little different with how we view hentai. Like in Japan, hentai is strictly like the hardcore shit. You know, you're talking about like the tentacle porn, the like explicit pornographic materials. Uh, whereas like here, you could say hentai and it like still ranges from like soft core. You have like ecchi, which is like, oh, it's sexual, but not necessarily explicit. Um, then you have like futanai, which is like double form. I mean, you have both sets of genitals, which I think is also hilarious because you get like the shock value of this girl has a penis or this boy has a vagina. What's happening? I love it. Uh, I think it just brings a whole other realm of possibilities to whatever connections you want to make or whatever storytelling you're going for in your hentai. Um, there's stories in hentai there are stories look they do whole series there's storylines there's, there's a storyboard story there's some that are storylines just like so there's an exposition yes there's a beginning a middle an end there have been challenges that have been overcome that they've challenges oh my gosh <laughs> believe it yes goals have been attained they want to be the very best they've collected them all no <laughs> no no <laughs> Um, then it's like still within like the regular genres of like, you know, Mecca and like, I feel like what would be like typical, like non-sexual themes and end up and find their way to hentai. I think one of my favorites is like, um, doing household chores and very skimpy outfits. Like this is, it's a thing or completely naked. These are themes. Yeah. And then there's the basic yaoi yuri, yaoi being, you know, boy on boy, yuri, girl on girl. There's the romantic storylines. There's the, there's no romance. It's just straight sex. There's a, a wide gambit. I enjoy storytelling. So I will find series to actually watch. That is like my favorite type of hentai. I'm that bitch. Okay. Fantasy hentai is oh, you're like, more oh. niche and niche and niche. Let's. Like I watched Beastars for the plot. I did. <laughs> 
I watched Beach Stars because of the subtle like parallels it has to um, the realities that we face being viewed as um, predators as you know black people and people of color and having to conform in a world that is already like deemed as criminal uh-huh. okay they're very um, poignant themes to that series right thank you definitely not just for Haru's blushing and also she's a little rapey like she's real aggressive for a little rabbit I'm just saying she's pushing sorry B what were you gonna say I was just gonna say there was just one scene where Legoshi like pants came down and then there was just this extra textured look to what was supposed to be his pubic hair but because he's a wolf that's me being perverted thinking that that one section of hair was his pubes even though the rest of his body has hair (laughs) but it definitely was drawn that way because it was very um tufty it was like they made it extra tough like how they made it like flow with the pants going down i was like someone there was a whole last team who did that there was just a whole i need jonas i need jonas scott to confirm there was a whole last team (laughs) who was very diligent about like, oh, the, the hair has to flip this way and the other hair has to flip the other way as the pants are going down. I'm like, the, the rest of the show is not this textured. Why is that section textured? That's hentai. Netflix has hentai. I mean, in a broad sense, sexually explicit animation, yes. Is Ren and Stumpy hentai? Ooh, that Pardon? is an ex- that's how, an excellent how, question. How so? Um, there's, there's lots of butts. I would feel like that would fall definitely fall into like the Tama Carey. It's um, being called you eat it. <laughs> like masochistic, sadistic, ball yeah. kicking. Maybe like, that's it. Yeah. That's definitely a genre. And I feel like Ren and Stimpy definitely fall into that at times because they're also super gross just yes which is why hygiene which is why it resonates with kids i mean it's an interesting way to get those things for the children it is not for the children (laughs) oh my god but it is it is ren and stimpy is very much has a a re what do you call it like re-emergence with because my my son is totally into it but all his friends are um they all watch it. It's like a, res- what do you call that? Like a resurgence or whatever. Um, oh no. Oh yes. It's back. No, so, no. So is everything else. I mean, That's for true. that matter. It's, you know, everything that we watched is back. Uh, the producer the definitely signs off on Ren and Stimpy Anti. Mm. producer signs off on Ren and Snippy Hentai I heard a voice from the clouds oh my god did you hear that voice coming (laughs) from the heavens Ren and Stimpy has been approved (laughs) I just okay so when we talk about hentai I'm the kind of connoisseur that like isn't necessarily viewing for sexual pleasure sometimes I just get like I'm just too busy kink shaming I'm sorry but just like sometimes it's just like pure entertainment value um and it doesn't necessarily put me in a sexual um mood I feel like Ren and Stimpy would definitely be one of those things that I would watch and and be like maybe horrified and possibly scarred for life um yeah there's a lot of horrifying graphics 
that wouldn't fit in a sexual space. I mean, it's a lot of just like gratuitous anal play, I feel like would be happening. Just a lot of pop. Oh, we lost her. Even Zoom is kink shaming her. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, she'll come back. Oh my gosh. I'm like low-key upset. I I had no idea that there was this many subgenres. Uh I didn't even hit all of the subgenres. There's so many. There's so many. Literally everything you could think of, which unfortunately the human mind is a dark, dank place sometimes. Did you guys know? <laughs> I oh I knew. I knew. You are our 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 uh, resident pervert here. Oh, <laughs> am I the dang dark place? Wait. <laughs> yes. The night kink. I'm just gonna- I. To be fair, I sometimes unknowingly horrify my friends. Devane, I'm and Prowess, and sometimes V have been on the receiving ends of some memes. I'm sure that. <laughs> They really did. I love V's response sometimes. She'll be like, thank you. I hate it. <laughs> oh my lord. There are so many things. There's and so many things. just like, go to your room. Don't message me for a while. <laughs> because he's up there looking. He's like, I'm looking at it and I need privacy. <laughs> That's why he needs to shun the folks away. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've said anything too out of pocket to prowess yet. We'll, we'll do <laughs> <laughs> oh i got a question question so since nintendo will not make browsette bowsette canon they mm. refuse and the bullet oh. and the piranha et, and all the x is bowsette a genre of hentai rule 43 <laughs> i i'm sure i could find oh was it 34 look i think it's 34 one of one of those rules um if you build it they will come (laughs) 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 Um, i'm sure i could find you some bouncing bowsette somewhere um don't challenge me she's a a babe she is i didn't realize like how hot and horny i got for bowsette and i was like god damn we need more of her I know what he's doing for her birthday. And I See, think that's why Nintendo, I think that's why Nintendo is just like, nope. Sorry, Paris, what? No, I said, you're going to bring Bowsette into like canon in the new, in the new era. Um, <laughs> just off this alone, I think. In the I'm lewd gonna, era? Yeah. The lewd era. The l- <laughs> <laughs> she deserves to be real. She does. The the, the weebs of our generation have worked way too hard for Nintendo to say no. I think we need to try to reprise it. Oh, Shelf, I will add you to the meme list. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, we get consent is sexy. You're consenting to this, right? (laughs) They don't know. (laughs) I will be in your inbox. (laughs) When was your guys' discovery of hentai like when did you first like learn about it Ooh, for me incredibly young like elementary school young um Same. like dragon ball era young yeah Literally i agree well accidentally not on purpose but like uh soft porn adventure time tra- like yeah 
like seeing, I think maybe not understanding what was happening. Um, but yeah, there is like so many different, uh, I think the world of the web when I was growing up was a lot more of an unhinged place than it is now even more. I feel like now there is a lot more protections and kind of, um, yes, you know, there's still content that, that shows up, but even then like someone finds out and, and before you know it, there's like a APB on every news channel, like don't let your children watch, you know, when I was growing up, there was not that it was just, you came across something and it was at the lunch table the next day. I love that you brought up World Wide Web um, back back in my day. Worldwide. Uh, Worldwide <laughs> web. web. It was not even World Wide Web. It was like going into actual brick and mortars and um, mm-hmm. discovering um, like the Yaoi and Yuri section, like right next to all of the other mangas, all of the Paradise Kisses and yeah nana and peach girl and like all of a sudden you you had all of these like yep it just leads you down a darker darker path they're like oh would you like some harem oh would you yeah. like some reverse harem oh would you like some <laughs> just like further and further and further and these were the workers right these were the folks that were employed in the store they're like oh yeah you i see yeah. you're interested in this you might like this series and all of a sudden you are reading something that you weren't expecting to that day. Yeah. Ooh, that's bad. I worked in a blockbuster. And so I didn't, you know, that was like my first job. Rest in peace to blockbuster. Oh, oh, but uh, we go down the street to like our real re- video rental store, or whatever. And I won't name the name because it's very well known, but they had a, a curtain that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of the times what I would see, and now this is interesting because I feel like we haven't talked about this, but there, you see a prepubescent face on something. You're like, oh, that's probably something I should watch. You know what I mean? So it, <laughs> you're that's not, nice. the, the artwork used to sell those things. I was just like, that Same. content, <laughs> explicit content is not always clearly defined in a lot of the cover art. So you, it, it, like, you just see prepubescent girl. You're like, that's for me. I want to watch that. And, and then you're like, oh, this is a whole different description of what a pu- like, what pu- prepubescent means. Shotokan yeah. of the, yeah. like, oh, you look like a very childlike character who is written extremely explicitly. And that is a whole theme as well. So if you're just seeing and the cover, which is looking like, childlike characters and it don't judge a book by its cover you cannot judge uh, anything by its cover especially not in this day and age because you never know what's lurking inside you could flip the page and all of a sudden it's like tentacles (laughs) it's tentacles did i hear you no you're good we can still hear you you can hear me hello yeah Um, yeah that's lord can't judge you that's fair that's fair domain um, I think when I first discovered it, I was in computer class and <laughs> there, 
<laughs> yeah, you were. And it was a neighborhood computer class. And I, yes, didn't want it it. I didn't want it, but the boys in my neighborhood always went on new grounds. And so that was kind of like the pipeline of getting into the naughty, naughty. So first it was new grounds and then you heard a noise. There was always some, there was always some like boy in the class who would start like screaming and like sexual moans or would find the sexual moan MP3. And the teacher in the computer class would be like, who did that? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and then at some point, one of the guys would be like, hey, V, check this out. And it was Miss Tifa Lockhart, busty and just cheeks out, just triple cheeked out, triple, triple D, triple, quadruple D'd out. And I'm like, oh, that's Tifa. They're like, yeah, don't you love Tifa? I'm like, yeah, I love Tifa, but oh, I didn't no. realize that Tifa was like this. I didn't realize she was built like this. She looks so small in her original artwork for Final Fantasy VII. And one what, of our heiress was given big titties and, and <laughs> I know, why was those damn flowers were getting in the way? It was just like, I got big titties too, but it's these flowers. <laughs> It's the pink dress. Yes, it's like that was the demure appearance. That's what I feel like. Yeah, interesting that V that you were shown that, but never, <laughs> never Aerith. Yeah, I there was a there was like a triangle gram of like there was Aerith, Tifa, and Cloud. Where the question was, please bring Pepsi to the party. <laughs> And Tifa's the most well-behaved one. She will bring Pepsi to the party. And then Cloud brings Coke because he's like, it doesn't matter, it tastes the same. And then Aerith would be like, oh, I brought cocaine, not Pepsi. And so Aerith technically is the most misbehaved one despite the innocent like flower girl so demeanor baby, with the dress and like, you know, the innocence of her being the last Cetrin, whatever. Mm -hmm. And yet she was never, her body was never bastardized. <laughs> there shouldn't yeah. be a correlation with women who misbehave and bastardizations to their body. Don't get me wrong. But well, it was just interesting that there was not more of a rebel girl appeal to her versus Tifa, who's like, I'm just playing by the rules. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, I think like part of the fun is like, perverting a character's original design and so that is like the joke the gag of it all so if you have a character who's already naughty it's like it doesn't make it's not as fun to make them naughtier whereas if you take a character and just be like mm, I'm gonna take them out of their original context entirely and just smut them up there's black materia in my in yeah my baby <laughs> black materia black oh, materia oh that was already done <laughs> um by the way may walk three followed thank you i'm sorry if i mispronounced your username but thank Hello. you for following us thank you take us out to dinner love it um oh my god well this was a great discussion yes it um, was yes i for those who are in the chat if you have any perversions about hentai please let us know um, I'd like to know your takes. Um, if you're feeling like, nah, that ain't me, that's okay. You can secretly pretend you don't watch hentai like the rest of us. Um, well, <clears throat> yeah, 
I am actually part of a group that watches hentai Friday, Saturday, Sunday on Zoom. Girl. And you can like submit your suggestions. It's really great. Oh. Thank you. Chocobo Headass. Shout out. Shout out Chocobo Headass. Go follow them on Instagram. They, they're a graphic designer um, residing in Texas. They're currently working on making like 3D genitals. Graphic design. Yes. It's amazing. Awesome. They also are very into Final Fantasy and mostly a cosplay as Cloud. So, well, I would hope out. they're into Final Fantasy if their name is Chocobo. Yeah, you know? Chocobo yeah. Headass. Imagine them being like, oh, but Chocobo I only like Gundam Wing. And she's, she's real. The headass is not to be lost. And this is a warning. Like, don't, it is what it sounds like. Don't go over there if you're not about that life the bull okay because she's about that life and it's she's also barb it's really funny um the barb yes oh, barbs are a whole nother level <laughs> barbs are the, a whole nother level the extremes the extremities this blessed being the way they just put themselves out i'm like huh what <laughs> do you i have Vicky's never seen it i'm here for it. another level <sighs> nutted nut nutted extra special yes chocobo head ass thank you Mm -hmm. okay um all right so we'll go ahead and go into our just nerdy segment priors will actually step down for a little bit uh just for a little bit so she'll be yes. back soon <laughs> our our subject and more bastardization of anime because <laughs> why not the kids think they know and they think they know and the new kid on the block definitely thinks he knows but he really doesn't how do you gatekeep elon musk out of anime. I really want to know. Are you I ready? I am not ready. I don't know how we got here, children. I <laughs> <laughs> Check out the graphic. <laughs> we, well, yes, don't let him in. Um, I feel like it's really hard because of Grimes, honestly. And also the fact that he's already like, huge in all of the memes like he's already like an anime level but meme how do you know it's not his assistant doing it for him <gasps> how do you know that he just did not hire an assistant who was just a weeb in the closet and then one day the weeb's like oh but i actually know about anime he's like oh tell me more about this anime give me no just tell twitter that i know anime. the kids love it you know how to get money you you go to the kids and you solicit to the kids and you become a god just like is the cartoons this why he bought twitter because he's like what are yeah. the kids talking about on twitter <laughs> yes this is exactly how it works i think that's that's my theory mm -mm. uh who came up with this topic and the flies i want to know this is what I happens when you miss thursday chats <laughs> jeez 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 louise oh jinkies <laughs> shopzilla was... said a way to gatekeep him is to name all the gundams <gasps> And he is not here to save himself from this conversation. So like, yeah, automatically, eh, eh, he can't name it. He can't name them. Um... <laughs> Sailor Scout. <laughs> Another way to name every Sailor Scout. He's not here to save himself. Eh, eh. Doesn't know about Sailor Moon. That is the OG. Like that is the gate. That is... Sailor Moon is just at the gate. She's like, if you don't know me, you can't be here. You can't, you can't come into the club. You can't party like the rest of us. What are some ways to gatekeep Elon Mustard? I would feel Mustard. Elon Mustard. I'd be like, do you know Full Metal Alchemist? Do you know? Who and is then, the Philosopher's Stone? Right. And watch him go, oh, isn't that Harry Potter? 
I'm like, who is Ed? Um, yeah. <laughs> who is Ed? Oh, you mean Ed and Eddie? Yeah. Right? And you're like, mm. he, he's the guy who, you know, commits fraud to get candy at the end of the day. Those jawbreakers. Sus. Extra sus. Um, I would be like, what do you know about Spirited Away? Do 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 do. Yo, Can name you... every Ghibli film. Right? Ooh, every film. That Everything. is a good one. That is a good one. I I would be that bitch who would pull that card. Yeah. I would get Totoro and Biggs the cat from Sonic and I would ask him to name both of those characters. You're like, who is Kakarot? a <laughs> <laughs> wrong name. Like a trick question. Here's Biggs the cat and Totoro. Which one's Kakarot? <laughs> Just like fuck with him and give him mismatched names. Oh god. Oh lord. Like you get Kikyo and then you get Sailor Mars. And then you're gonna say which one's from Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> like, we can go all sorts of ways. Just because he married or did he marry her? Did he marry Grimes? Yeah. They got married? Like it's yeah. documented. Oh. Wait, I think, I think so. he just I think she just had the baby. Can someone fact check, please? Like, well, I, fact check. I, fact check I thought this. they were married, married. I thought they had the full on mariage, but now they're just uh, cohabitating and co parenting. I mean, they're, they're, they're not married. Oh, the, God, the gods have spoken. They're not married. The gods okay. have spoken. <laughs> name, be like, name all the Hokages. Name all the Hokages, yes. Right? Um, <laughs> Ooh, we could do a TNA quiz to list all of the legendary tits and ass, like, femmes Ooh. in anime. Ooh. So one of them would be Tifa, bringing back Tifa. Like, name all the waifus? What is yeah, this? name all the waifus. Oh gosh, they have a cipher for that too, if you need a reference. Stop <laughs> it! Wait, yeah. you can't There's just say it. Where's the link? I, I, yeah. I was, are you still in the chat? Oh my god. Mark Cooper, if you're here, put that Wait, in. Is Mark Cooper here? Uh, Mark he, Cooper. Well, Mark was, Cooper in the chat, please. Stick that, because, um, you know, I don't do the YouTube nerdcore crowd as much, but uh, I remember hearing it on his show. Um, Ooh, <laughs> we can ask him to name different AMVs, like legendary AMVs, and talk about the top three songs that were used for AMVs back in the early 2000s. One uh, of them being Push Me Away by Lincoln Park. Oh, interesting. That is a good one. That's, um, a, that's a popular choice. Cuba Steak was used a lot, too. I was going to say God's, Godzilla. Not Godzilla. <laughs> that is not gorillas. I was... <laughs> Gorillas is where I was going with that. Here's the one that would get him undeniably so. The one that would get him undeniably so is Avatar The Last Airbender in anime. Oh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. So you get different different Nickelodeon cartoons that look like anime, but it's not Japanese anime, it's American anime. But is it American anime the same as Japanese anime? Have we crossed that threshold? How do I we, mean, you know, how do we, we could be extra basic and just be like, yo, sub or dub, and then whichever one he chooses, we just <laughs> rail against. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Oh, 
sub or dub and just go go off regardless because you know pick your poison <laughs> um, also um japanese versus english versions of shows names of shows specifically mm -hmm. we could be like oh you don't watch shokugeki no soma and you'd be like what is that or if they're like oh you don't watch food wars and I oh you didn't read the manga before you watched the anime <laughs> about fruits basket oh how God. many animals are in fruits basket how many episodes of one piece have you gotten through <laughs> what was your favorite story arc tell me about all the bonkais, <laughs> bonkais. seriously bonkais. guilty pleasure guilty pleasures guilty pleasures mm. tell me about all the anti genres name right? them all Name them all. Can you tell me? What do you think he would even say? Like, he would just be like, oh, uh, Hete Jonura, Poppy. Because He'd that's be like, his friend. He would probably be like, Shonen. Because, you know what I mean? He'd be like, He'll it's say Shonen. Shonen. He'll <laughs> say Shonen Hentai. He'll say, sh is it Shonen for the kids? Shonen's supposed to be for like, teen boys. It's, or like, pre, yeah. Preteens so to like young adult, and it's like it's the, like fighting with it's with. It's supposed to be anything that's geared towards boys and young, oh okay, young they just men. pull so it. It's like, I was like, oh, that's Naruto, the, uh, like know, hyper like, main character energy. Shows. Hyper main character. Oh, we lost. Oh, no, her. we lost. It's okay. She'll do this thing again. <laughs> I think he would say if we were like, oh, name all the hentai, and he'll be like Tesla. So Tesla is a hentai. Well, Litecoin is a hentai. That's why his mother is my guilty pleasure. I may must just gives me. Things. I just came back to that's why his mother is my guilty pleasure, and I don't yes. know how to take that. His what mom happened? is a genre. I mean, she does yes. look like Cruella Deville. Yes, because of that that staunch white hair, the the overtly processed like cheekbones, the. Everything about her is just like, I'm addicted to. I just, and the fact that like, she didn't even start her modeling career until she was like in her 60s. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. She's just, she raised a perfect Lex Luthor. Like she just, she looks like she is a villain's, you know, a, a, a tri-villain's mother. It's just like, you're perfect. How could there be anything better? Elon Musk looks like he would pick out the onions out of a French onion soup. <laughs> yes. He would be that hot-ass kid that'd be like, I don't like onions. <laughs> Even though they're uh, like pureed in the recipe. We're related in that case. I would I would be that same person. I do not do onion in any way. You shape. don't do onions? No. Oh shit. And I'm My allergic bad. to them. You're no, allergic it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just because I'm allergic to them. Otherwise, it would be, but I'm allergic to onion and garlic, which also complicates my life because people think I just don't like it. And it's like, no, it's not a thing I don't like. I wish I could, but I can't. And I didn't even know they were in the same family until like I became an adult. And I was like, oh, no wonder I'm allergic to onion. I'm allergic to garlic. Oh, um, I didn't know they were in the same family. Yeah. Oh, you have to ask Musk or Elon Musk. Who is Garlic Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> and he would say, oh, it's just the garlic sprouts. 
The Garlic Jr. Saga this weekend on Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, naming off the different fruit and, and, and vegetables and food from Dragon Ball Z would be entertaining for him to do. Be like, oh, you know, there's someone called Onion. I'm like, no, no one is named Onion. And no one is named Onion. Vegeta wanted to name his child Onion. And then Bulma's like, no. <laughs> I think it would also be funny just to like randomly like name drop titles of shows in conversation and see if he catches them at all. This is a nice fruits basket. I don't, he would just buy anything. <laughs> model like, Kakagurui. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine, it, it's so hard to gatekeep someone with that access, with the access to the investment that he can bring. It's like, you know, buy all the $260 billion on the French, like any franchise there is, like, he can create his own at this point. I mean, he is this his true. own, but... Netflix can... would be like, oh, oh, you want to make an anime? Yes, of course, you know everything. You know everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll let you have it. It's a shame, like, um, yeah. You want to call Vegeta Potato Soup? His name is Potato Soup. Give us your money. <laughs> yeah. I think the SEC has to, like, govern him and, and uh, ethical things are like, you cannot invest in anime. <laughs> no, there will not be, this is unlawful. And somehow there ha the SEC has to start regulating this. I feel like we would get like another kind of similar series to like Yasuke, where it was just like all of the genres thrown into one because somebody randomly started talking to Elon about all the different genres of anime and he was like yeah that sounds good you just put them all together and then you would <laughs> he would though he would make an anime shit post show he would and it would be oh it would the animation would be rage memes back in 2000 I feel like he'd be totally into like some cyberpunk stuff like that just feels like him um and Grimes too I mean look at the names the baby names it's like they are totally like a cyberpunk family <laughs> I'm like, what is his baby's name? It's just like a bunch of. You... The voice of God is speaking to us, and you can't hear him. It's just us. So we look like crazy people because we're, yes, having a conversation yeah. existentially. Fourth wall breakage? What? Who? Why? Yeah, it's like Sidereal or something like Sidereal. Um, just put zeros and, and it's one. like an X is just X, um, which I, I hadn't realized is like just like X, like the letter. And I was like, oh, Grimes and, and like the and car, like tell, did he Elon name and X, X, like this is, it's cyberpunk. The whole thing is just like, I am Elon, I am Grimes, I am X. Get in the car, drive somewhere. Lots of great bass. I hear it, the, the music. I can hear it now, just waiting for us. I think the theme song of Elon's anime would be Daddy Issues. I'll see you on a dark night. That was like a triple inside joke. I it hope was. people picked up on that. Oh god, I don't think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of gatekeeping jokes. <laughs> my my god. Um, who who brought this topic? <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where and I did. Well, this came from Twitter Thursdays. Remember Twitter Thursdays is our planning did. session. It did. I wonder, 
So was this the conversation that you guys thought we'd be having? Was this what yes. you had in mind? Okay. Yes. I was like, was there anything that was untouched that you really want to touch? No. No. Okay. Elon, I made a graphic. My graphic is beautiful. <laughs> I dedicated time you into did. this subject. Yes, yes, you Please did. Please let me have it. I, you, you can have all of it. Um, <laughs> take it. It's coming. I'm like, Evangelion Musk, it has to be, or like, you maybe would. it's like, woman. yeah, wouldn't it be perfect for him? I, I just, I see it happening. He would be the changing bad just with the glasses. He is the archetype of the glasses man. Yeah. Like the evil, the evil scientist glasses dude, where it's like, he it's is. just a glare and it's just very evil. <laughs> the evil aura is just rolling. Yeah, just like, ah, yes, dude. But not He's Orochimaru. I'm sorry. He's um, not Orochimaru, no. Yes. Um, his Orochimaru done, deserves better. Does Orochimaru deserve better? I <laughs> I am rewatching. I'm in the fourth season of Naruto right now, and like I'm watching all of Orochimaru's shenanigans, and I was like, how does he make it to Boruto? Like they still accept him in Boruto, and I can't. I I cannot. And now he's. He wanted more of like a Shao Tucker. Like he would like fuse his kid with a robot to see if it works. Mm. Oh my god. Instead of an animal, like Shao Tucker, he feels, he like feels, did chimeras yeah. with animals. Yeah, I was like, ooh, touchy. That episode, Ugh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it scars everybody. Everyone gets fucked up from that scene. Yeah, like a Hojo, like a Hojo. He would just Elon. like, you know, Elon. Elon. It's Demon Slayer, basically. Just any ultimate antagonist you can think of that with emotional abuse. And that's him. He is yeah. him. He is the the rep, living representation of all trauma derived in any. <laughs> he is the trauma. He is it. He is trauma. Introduce trauma into trauma. a series. Bring in Elon. Traumatized. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Yeah, that's our discussion. Well, that shoot. is our discussion. Well, is there anything else that we need to touch on, ladies, before we start to uh, do our endings and ending biddies? I feel like I've been touched enough for the day. <laughs> touch me in the morning. I just away. Yes, touch. And I All didn't right. see Omarion, so. Omarion. <laughs> don't, oh, we, we, don't, we don't want, oh my God, Shub said, ask Elon if if he can put his shirt on by himself. <laughs> wow, his robots that dress him. he doesn't him. pay someone to do? No, his robots oh. dress him. You, you yeah, know of course. Yes, yes, he's kind of just like, yes, okay. All right, uh, call the action this week. <laughs> uh, Prowess, I'll let you kind of go into this. Uh, <laughs> May is mental health month. I would like you to kind of, kind of expand yeah. on that as our call to action this week. I just, I think as we reflect on this, the really difficult couple of years that we've had, and as we're, we're still working as a community to overcome so much that has happened with not just COVID, but all of the various different things that have happened with financial situations, with, um, with job uh, instability, economic instability, so many things that we just, you know, take some time to reflect on how resilient you've been. 
um, and then really take some time. Mental health is incredibly important to our overall health and critical in our ability to support our families work effectively to contribute to society in meaningful ways. So I really think it's important to reflect on May as Mental Health Awareness Month and taking some time out for yourself, um, recognizing that, you know, really advocating for that access to care. I saw a staggering like thing that one in five previous to, to the COVID era, one in five adults experience mental illness each year and less than half were receiving treatment. Now there's one in three and less than half receiving treatment, which means that people are not able to afford treatment sometimes, not having access to direct treatment in, in, in communities. And a lot of the times it's because it's unaffordable. That really is ultimately uh, the, the thing is that resources cost so much. Going to a therapist is really expensive if you don't have insurance. Um, you know, it's hard to find, depending on where you live geographically, um, single practicing psychiatrists. A lot of counties do not have someone I take for granted that I live in outside of Washington, D.C., where there is an abundance of, of single uh, practicing psychiatrists, but that's not everywhere. So um, resources, uh, we have the National Alliance on Mental Illness that has a whole entire resource guide of where you can find some free resources. Um, and additionally, where you can sort of get some help in terms of where you, how to navigate the structure, the system, the insurance uh, crisis that we have in this country with access to mental health. Um, and then of course, the mental health and suicidal crisis number. Um, this May or June, or maybe it's July actually, um, uh, 988, just like you call 911, will be a national mental health and suicidal crisis number. So anytime you're feeling that you're in, you really need some immediate crisis response, there's a whole infrastructure now built around this that you can just hit 988 on your phone and you'll be able to access immediate care uh, like through a dispatch, just like you do when you call the police, which I think is really helpful. And then secondly, yes. also additionally to that is being able to destigmatize mental health. Mental health is not, um, does not mean mental illness even. It means that I, everyone needs to be careful with their mental health. It doesn't matter how healthy you are. It is a work in progress, just like your health. It doesn't matter how healthy you are, you should still exercise and eat sensibly, yes. right? So, yes. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I, I think um, people don't realize how much of your mental state is really tied into, um, you know, what your body is feeling like in that time. Mm -hmm. Did you get enough sleep? Have you had enough water? Have you eaten? Have you showered? Are you sitting in clutter or are you in a cleared space? Have you taken um, enough time to actually rest? You know, um, and are you reaching out to people when you need to? Did I freeze? Ashley. Oh, you're good. Um, and I think it's important because we were, we were talking about adult friendships too, right? Um, it's important to know that you can lean on your friends, um, but it's also important to know as friends that there's only so much that we can do for someone who is mid-crisis. And it's important to know when it's time to encourage your friends to seek professional help when it's time to encourage your friends to reach out to family, when it's like, okay, at this point, I cannot help you anymore. 
um, I don't have the resources personally. So, you know, know when it's time for you to also be protective of your mental health because like as someone who's highly empathic, I love my friends. Um, I will do for them whatever I can. Um, and I've had to recognize at a certain point, like in order for me to stay solid for all of the rest of the people that I support, I can't just drop everything and run um, at any time that you're having or that somebody is having a crisis. Um, and so just like allowing yourself to not be guilty and allowing yourself to not um, feel so responsible for your friends and still be there, I think is important. Um, something to think about as, as we move forward as adults and our friendships. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a balance of like self-accountability, but also like, you know, when you are weak, no, look in the mirror, be self-reflective, right? Um, because yeah, I, <sighs> people will carry some weight, will carry and carry and carry, but like, don't become like so codependent to the point where it's like, you have to rely on that one person completely. Like it's, it's, it's a work in progress for yourself. Um, definitely. So I, I agree with you. I echo what you're saying highly. Especially, I have to say, double that, especially because it is Mother's Day and it is such a source of one for, for if you have a mother to allow yourself that space to have, you know, and then if you're having mothers having this opportunity too, which I think oftentimes deprioritize all of the mental health because they're just, you know, really taking care of others as a caretaker. You gotta put that oxygen mask on first. But yeah, um, take care of yourselves, reach out when you're in a moment of weakness, but also make sure you're making moves to, you know, improve yourself. Uh, something that is very important so thanks for the re reference or resource uh progress i really appreciate that all right big move monday homegirl of mine met her on east palo alto when i used to gig regularly with a soulful reggae group called rafa uh lady sane lady sane is coming out with some new music you can find her at at lady underscore sane with two a's uh she is coming out with a single called sweet type it's definitely a summer jam i can't wait till it's actually officially released uh but she's just a bundle of joy i just love like seeing all the things that she posts about like you know islander culture her working with you know her homies from fiji to, from samoan islands and also uh, the tongan islands it, she's just she's just funny just like kind of navigating that world and stuff and so i she's also a comedian she does stand up so check out her stuff uh, her music just makes you feel good, so I really love everything about her. So yeah, that's our that's our big move Monday uh, for tomorrow. So you'll see a post about her tomorrow on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, is there anything else, ladies, before we kind of close out today? I, I think love we're you. Good? Have a good oh. first of the month. Gather yes. that. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for today's episode of Lady Lord Kings of Blues. You can find us here on Twitch on Sundays. You can find us like, shooting the shit on Thursdays on Twitter. You can hear us on the RSS feed whenever you want. Uh, so if you want to listen to audio versions of our episodes, please uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, SoundCloud, you name it. Um, and 
And if, of course, if you want to nominate a Big Move Monday, please let us know. Uh, let us know by emailing us at don'tcastanddrive at gmail.com, or you can hit us up somewhere on Instagram and just be like, hey, I got a homie I want to shout out on the podcast. Please let us know. We're open to it. And we'll even let you know that you put in the submission. So we just love shouting out people that do the work locally and who need the recognition because it makes people feel good. You know, it's one of those feel good Fridays, feel good every day type of feels. So uh, yeah, so just let us know. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you. I said good day to you. <laughs>